Since the beginning of time, civilizations have asked the questions. What is the human soul? How do we know it exists? Do we control our reality? Or are we actually living within a dream? What truly happens when we pass away? Join two of the world's leading experts in higher consciousness, and discover the truth about the soul, and the path to enlightenment. This is, The Living Soul. Welcome to The Living Soul. I'm your host, Kathy Gibson, and today we're going to talk about ghosts. Yes, that eerie little things that kind of come into a person's life and they can't explain it away, and a lot of people consider it paranormal activity. But today we're going to talk a little bit more about what it might be that's causing these spirits that have departed to stay earthbound and just hang around different places or hang around people. What is it that keeps them here on earth? And for myself, do I believe in ghosts? Yes, yes, I believe in ghosts. I believe in an afterlife. And I believe that sometimes when a person departs, they don't go into uh, heaven, they don't go into hell, they just kind of stay earthbound. And when they stay earthbound, it's because they're either attached to a certain place, some people don't want to leave their homes, they don't want to leave their loved ones, uh, and sometimes they just don't know what to do, so they just hang around. And in order for them to hang around, they have to gather energy. And so I know from personal experience that when ancestors have passed, that they are looking for energy. They can only get energy from taking it from food or from a certain person or from a place. And a lot of times it's the places that a lot of us like to hang around. For instance, if somebody liked to drink before they departed, well, more than likely they would, they're still earthbound. They want to stay around bars where people are drinking and having a good time and they can get a lot of energy just being in that place. Uh, it may be someone who uh, made a lot of money and didn't want to just leave it to everyone. Well, they're attached to a business or to a partner or to anything that will keep them here for a longer period of time. So if you are a person who has experienced something that is supernatural in nature. You know, this is right around Halloween time. There's going to be a lot of movies and things of gore or things that will make you go, wow, what was that? A lot of things are going to occur during the next month or so because people are just excited about the paranormal. They are interested in it. In fact, a recent survey showed that 45% of all Americans believe in ghosts. I personally believe that ghosts are departed souls and they are looking for something. They're looking for a reason to hang around, but more than likely they're looking for answers. These are our ancestors and they're our loved ones. And we need to show a little bit more compassion to those who are stuck because they can't get to the place that they need to go to move on on their journey. And I think we all can uh, accept the fact that uh, this isn't our only 
life, that we have an additional journey that we go on after we depart earth. And I think that when we're not exposed to the information before we depart, we're kind of lost and we are considered wandering souls. So that's what we're going to talk about today in this episode of Ghosts. And I believe my partner and husband is going to talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back. Welcome back. The question we're going to tackle today is, are ghosts real? You know, science has not really done enough research on the topic of ghosts, on the concept of ghosts. Albert Einstein postulated himself that energy is neither lost nor destroyed. Something happens to the consciousness energy of a person when we leave this world. There is something that remains. Every major culture on our planet has described the phenomenon of ghosts. In the White House, probably one of the most powerful homes in the world, there have been literally hundreds, if not thousands, of reports of ghosts of different kinds. There was a report of one woman, I won't give her name, who one night heard a knocking at her door at about 2 o'clock in the morning. When she opened the door, Abraham Lincoln himself, who had been dead over 100 years, was standing there in a top hat, smiling at her. She promptly fainted and reported the incident. And since then, many people, hundreds of people, have reported Abraham Lincoln and other ghosts in the White House. Well, why shouldn't we believe them? Science says that when a person dies, there's nothing left. They say that there's no real evidence of a ghost, that there's nothing left. Well, as my wife said earlier, most Americans believe that ghosts exist. Almost half of the American population believe in the existence of ghosts. Personally, do I believe in ghosts? Do I believe they're real? I'm a scientist. I'm a board-certified, trained medical doctor. I completed a residency, medical school, post-residency training. But when I was in Singapore, I caught a plane. I missed my plane. And I had to get a hotel room in Singapore one night. About 2 o'clock in the morning, must be something about 2 o'clock in the morning, I was sound asleep, but I felt somebody in the room with me. And I sleep with my head covered up. Long story, don't ask. I took my head off under the cover. I looked up, and there was a woman standing there, pale white. She was an Asian woman, um, but you couldn't really see her body. She was floating. I looked at her. She looked at me. I looked at her. She looked at me for 10 minutes. During that time, I had hair. The hair on my head stood up. The hair on my arms stood up. And I was terrified. And she just smiled. At that moment, I realized I was looking at a ghost. I don't know how long she had been dead. I don't know who she was. She never said a word. But in that moment, the whole question of whether or not ghosts exist was answered for me. And that phenomena is something that happens to millions of Americans every year, millions of people all over the world. Ghosts have been shown to interact with people, talk to people, even be protective of people. So this is a phenomenon we're going to discover for ourselves during this next show that we're going to give to you. And we hope you'll enjoy the presentation. We will be right back.
ghosts and attaching spirits, are a phenomenon that has fascinated the world for many years. Television, movies, books, art, and personal accounts have shared experiences with such entities, that have ranged from positive encounters, to real-life nightmares. A number of recent surveys have reported that people all over the world, believe in the existence of ghosts, spirits, and paranormal phenomena. Many people are ignorant to their existence, and therefore, are easily taken advantage of. Many people believe that they have seen a ghost, and that a ghost can interact with them physically. Spirits can manifest in various ways, including orbs, streaks of light, and dark shadows. Full-body apparitions are possible, but highly unlikely. Some spirits choose to attach to a person, in order to live out the human experience they feel they were robbed of in death. Some spirits, however, do not even realize they are dead, and act as though they are still alive. Some mystics believe that an attaching spirit can steal the energy of the living host, and cause a person to have health problems, both physically and mentally. In contrast, some entities have given their host skills they did not possess prior, such as intellect, athletic ability, and artistic skill. An attaching spirit can be a beloved family member or friend that has passed away, but still wants to remain close to you. When an attaching spirit is present, many have claimed to feel as though they're being watched, or hear voices whispering in their ear. Spirits can not only attach to people, but also to a location, building, and other forms of architecture. People have stated that they feel as though their house is frequented by ghosts, and other spirits. It's important to recognize when you have an attaching spirit, so you can take steps to remove them. How do attaching spirits choose their hosts? How can one remove an attaching spirit if being attacked? What is an attaching spirit? It's a difficult concept because we talked about ghosts for a few minutes and in the video you saw that there's many ideas and understandings about ghosts that vary from person to person. I remember 
being introduced to the concept of attaching spirits when I worked with a particular spiritual group in Phoenix. In this group, there was a man that came in. It was a hot summer day in Phoenix. It was about 115 degrees outside. And the man came in. He was cold. He had frost on his mustache. His hair had ice in it. And he said he was being obsessed by a spirit that the spirit said you owe him money from hundred over hundreds of years ago. And the spirit was attached to him. The spirit said that it had come from another plane of reality. And I saw with my own eyes frost coming out of this man's mouth in the middle of the summer. I'd never seen anything like that before. The attaching spirit was an energy that was connected to this man's aura and manifesting in and around the man's body. The attachment was part of an obsession that the spirit said was caused by the man's family not honoring an agreement between the spirit and the family. And so since the man was physically related to the family, the spirit had come to exact money from this man. Now, we didn't physically record this, but I saw this with my eyes. Attachments from spirits from ancient times, from present times, are possible. This phenomena has been recorded and talked about for centuries. It's not something we make up. It's not something we just see in movies. It's something that is likely part of our reality and something that I think deserves probably more of a discussion than scientists and the American population gives it. So if you are still with us and you haven't clicked away, thank you for trusting us enough to continue to listen. The thought of ghosts can be very scary for some. And if you're a religious person, it is something that will test your foundational beliefs. But it's worth discussing because there are things that happen in this world that we just can't explain. There are things that can move and there's no one around. There's noises that you can hear. There's things that might seem like they're touching you, but you can't see anything. There are things that happen. And for most of us, we keep those things to ourselves because we don't want anyone thinking that we're crazy. That whole thought of being a little bit unbalanced scares us. So we keep a lot of the things that happen to us to ourselves. But the thought of ghosts and what we now talk about as attaching spirits is a real phenomenon. It is not something that we can just you know, pretend like it doesn't exist or it's not happening. These beings are here and most of them need our help. Now we can't help all of them, but we can help some of them. And I think it starts by being a little bit compassion uh, to those beings who have departed this world and also to protect yourselves from beings that may want to, you know, attach to you. And that's not always a good thing. So in our next discussion that we'll have together, we're going to talk a little bit about our own beliefs, uh, what we've discovered in the past 17 years of doing our work. And we have done seminars on this subject and gone into great detail on what an attaching spirit is and how you can protect yourself and just having general knowledge on things that seem to be unknown. And that's what we're going to talk about in our next segment. So the question comes up, do you actually really honestly believe in ghosts? You know, we have had so many experiences. And we're on national TV. 
with supernatural events that uh, it would be difficult for me to say I do not believe in. So yes, I believe in ghosts. I know they do exist. Uh, have I had encounters with them? Yes, I have. And this is really strange for a person like me because uh, if you said there was a haunted house, I'd be the first one to go in the opposite direction because I don't want to be near uh, ghosts. So I was a very scary person before we start having all these phenomenal experiences, but now I see them in a different light. I understand that these are, are beings who have departed our plane, but they didn't really leave. They're just in a different form. And for some reason, they decided that they want to just stay here. And it could be for many reasons. It could be for a loved one. It could be for a particular place. It could have been a, a businessman that made a lot of money, doesn't want to leave his money, so he's connected to his business. It could be you were in love with your spouse and you just don't want to leave them. It could be a number of reasons. What do you think? Well, I remember when we first started doing offerings. We didn't do offerings for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then one of my relatives appeared to me in a dream and asked for some food. Mm -hmm. And we made an altar space in our home and we began to give offerings for this relative. Well, after a short time, there was another dream where I saw these people lined up on a hill going on for miles, lined up to get some food. And we were just putting out a simple plate of food mm -hmm. on an altar. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just something I'm making up in my head. But we had a bell, uh, a <laughs> chime outside. Remember that we chime? We did. We had a chime. And remember what happened with the chime? I do. When, when we put out the plate of food for our ancestors, um, we sat down on a couch that was uh, in our basement, and we heard this bell of the chime just go off, and it just ding, 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 Like ding. somebody was hitting it. Like we were hitting it hard. For like five minutes. And they did it for a long time, and I'm like, is that our ancestors lined up to get this little bitty plate of food that we put just out? Just like what we saw in the dream. It was. It was. And it was amazing. And from that point forward, we says, oh, yes, we have to take care of our ancestors because obviously they need the energy they need the food i guess we don't believe in the west that when people die that they need things we well, have since found differently well in in the bible there's a place called purgatory that's described in the bible and purgatory is an in-between place between heaven and hell and the Bible acknowledges that not everybody goes to one or the other. There is an in-between state mm -hmm. that a person can go to. Well, in that in-between state, they still need food. They mm -hmm. still need water. They still need everything. And in many countries, billions of people all over the world, not just millions, billions of people all over the world make offerings for their loved ones, for their ancestors, for people that pass, for their friends, for their co-workers. And we, we just went to Egypt a few mm -hmm. months ago. Mm -hmm. And in many places in the world, there are tombs that are filled with not only food, but animals, gold, jewelry, wine. In some places, like in China, there was a tomb that was discovered that had an entire army of thousands of terracotta soldiers mm -hmm. that were buried for the use of the dead king. Mm -hmm. So if you look at history, they have been doing offerings to their ancestors for a very long time. And in the West, it's, it's just now becoming something that we're starting to do. And I know once we learned that it was a real phenomenon, that we started teaching that to the people who followed our teachings, and it has made a tremendous difference in their lives because if you help your ancestors in uh, the spiritual world, then they in turn will help you in this one. 
well, so we, it's a win-win. We notice that with our altar, the altar is an active thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a place where you go put a holy book and a candle. For us, if the gods don't like something about an altar, they have a way of letting us know. <laughs> One time we had an altar. We had it in the wrong place in the room. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, this perfect line of ants came and went to one spot on the altar. Mm. And we couldn't figure out, what did these ants want? We finally figured out that it was in the wrong place. We moved it, and the ants left. Mm -hmm. Never came back. Now, these are ants. They Mm. could get into that room anytime they chose. That's true. It wasn't as though we put any pesticide or we traded the room. The ants came and went as though they were trying to tell us. Something. We've had other messages, but that was really the first one that we saw that told us there was a communication going on. Mm-hmm. So what we learned is that altars can be like bridges to the other world. And when you make offerings to your ancestors, that they're able to go to this bridge and receive the energy that you're sending through. The food turns into energy. They're not actually grabbing a bite of the chicken. They're using the energy that comes from the chicken, and they're using that to sustain themselves on the other side. And I think if we learn that this is a real thing, that many people will start putting altars. And I know the reason why they don't. I mean, I was a Christian for many, many years, and that is a no-no. You don't make offerings. That is something that is considered a cult in nature. So they kind of tend to stray away from that. But... The concept of giving an altar, giving offerings, making an altar, that's an ancient concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, In ancient times, in modern times, in many countries in the world, altars are designed to help our loved ones because energy doesn't just disappear when a person dies. Mm -hmm. Ancestors, people that we know, come to us often in dreams. They come to us in visions. They come to us while we meditate. They come to us uh, through our hearts. There's something that continues. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of shows on television now, including ours, that talk about ghosts, that talk about attaching spirits, that talk about spirits being in different places. Mm-hmm. So this isn't an unusual phenomenon. There's a show called Supernatural, one of my favorites, that has been on close to 15 years mm-hmm. that dwells with not only ghosts, but other supernatural phenomena that go on in the afterlife. And that's going to be the topic of our next show, The Soul and the Afterlife, which we're going to uh, talk about next week. We'll see you then.